Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and the most awesome special guest. Like, this is why you go to conferences like the National MBA Conference, because I have the man, the myth, the legend. You guys hear me talk about Mortgage Coach all the time. We drop Mortgage Coach. You should look into Mortgage Coach. I have Dave Savage. I have the founder, the owner of Mortgage Coach, live and in person with me as a special guest on the Loan Officer Podcast. Dave, thank you for taking the time to come sit with us for the next half hour or so, so we can pick your brain about your experiences in the mortgage industry. I am fired up and good to be here, brother. Yes, it's a, it is fantastic. A true story, two nights ago, we are at one of the many happy hours that we get invited to when you attend an event like this. Like there's 5,000 of us in San Diego, there's, California. There's a lot. There's a lot. That ro started rolling in on Friday. Like it's Wednesday now. Like we're ready to get home. Like I'm taking a red eye home. I know you're probably going to probably shoot up going north. Going home in the morning. Go, going home in the morning. But um, I was at an event and I went and introduced myself to one person who I then said to him, hey, is Dave Savage around or do you know Dave? I said, because I've met him once or twice, but we don't know each other personally. But I pimp out his product and I would love to interview him. And... Dave came over, said hi, and said, yes, I'd be more than happy. So um, the, I'm, I'm, the, the gratitude that I feel towards you already is, is immense because you didn't have to do this and you're going to do it. And I think we're going to lay down some great content. I, I am really looking forward to it. And I love seeing mortgage leaders like yourself creating this type of content. One, you're helping families. Two, you're helping new loan officers. And, and I do believe that mortgage professionals could be the single most valuable advisor to a family. So I love what, you, what you're doing. So, so here's what I want to do. With, with the time that we have, kind of like I'm thinking of it threefold. I want to pick your brain about your career success. Because I, I have a feeling you didn't go to college thinking, you know what? I want to create this product called Mortgage Coach so I can revolutionize the mortgage industry. Right? Is that a fair that, assumption? That, that was not the game plan. Yeah, that yeah. was not the game plan. But you did that. Right. And I'm sure it didn't come easy. And I'm sure there's trials and tribulations along the way. And some really cool takeaways or tie downs from your learning experiences. Um, and I also want to get your take on what we as mortgage professionals are going to have to do to make ourselves immensely valuable going forward in the mortgage industry and anything else that you're passionate about. Like we're talking off camera about 65% of the audience are mortgage professionals. Right. That means 35% aren't. Right, so if 5,000 or 10,000 people tune into this, that means we're gonna have 3,500 to 1,700 people who they either are homeowners or they want to become homeowners or heck, maybe they're realtors and builders. Maybe they help people buy homes. So what's some information that we can share with them to make them better at their job or more productive at what they do? Love it, love, and I love that audience. I love that you have a mortgage professional audience and you have consumers that are here to get smart on Building wealth with real estate. Yeah, well, I once had someone when I told him I was going to launch this podcast and I told him this is what I wanted to do. He's like, terrible idea. He said, you can't intermix the two. And I was like, okay, so that's a challenge. That's a challenge that we will attempt to, to intermix. And so far it's going well. And this person still may prove to be right, but it still has given John and I an opportunity to like, all right, well, you remember that one day that one person told us that we couldn't speak to an audience as, as, as broad as basically anyone who sells homes for a living? anyone who finances homes for a living or anyone who wants to become a homeowner. That's what the show is for. I love that. And it also makes you very unique in the market. Yep. And it's every, a lot of people doing that. everything you should have learned in high school, but didn't because it wasn't taught. Correct. Right. And I know that's something that I think you're passionate about as well, uh, which is when your product mortgage coach comes into play. So let's jump right into it. Dave Savage, the professional. 
What, how did you get into the mortgage career or the mortgage industry? How did you launch your mortgage career? Yeah. So, I mean, I think we could have a whole movie series on mortgage yeah. stories. Yes. You know, how did people get in? So, uh, and it, it, I could make it a longer story, but the, the short story, I was going to college. I was working at Smart and Final to pay my way through college. I had gotten to a point where I had saved up enough money working at Smart and Final that I probably could have finished college without working and go to school. But I, I went to a happy hour with um, a friend of mine, Jimmy Garten. His girlfriend was an escrow officer. Okay. And her best friend was a loan processor for a broker. And the guy went to this happy hour. This loan officer guy, Mel Samick, drove up in a Mercedes. So when you're young, you're like, he's rich. Yeah, you of know, course. May not be rich, yeah. but... <laughs> you later learn, or he's just up to his eyeballs in debt. Yeah, but he's a rich dude. Um, and he paid for drinks. And, I, and, and then I'm like, what's he do? He loans people money. And I'm like, I didn't come from family with money. I don't have money. He loans money. He does myself. Like, I want to know what this dude does. So, and I was kind of like burned out on the Smart and Frontal gig. And I called Mel. And I don't know exactly what I said, but it was something to the tune. I don't know what you do, but I know you loan people money. I'll work for free. And he's like, come on in. I don't think I actually said I'd work for free. But, but you were willing to. But I had that yes. vibe <laughs> on me. And uh, he hired me, and I think the third month in the business, I made $10,000. And I think working at Smart and Final, I think I, you know, working graveyard and working hard, I think I made 13000 a year. Yeah. So I was like. <laughs> Sold. I like this. And then, and then actually, I'm not a college graduate. so I, I was going to ask you, did, did, did no. you stay in? Because I've seen many people follow that track. Yeah, well, for me, it was a mixed bag. I mean, I don't even know if I could have graduated from high school like my kids go to high school. So mm -hmm. I am ADD, like everybody's ADD, but no, I'm like, you know, like I took Ritalin in school. Yeah, like legit uh, clinical and, ADD. And and I'm pretty severely dyslexic. So reading is, you know, like extremely hard. Uh, so school was really tough. And I was going to school because, you know, my dad was an MPA, my grandpa was a, you know, college educated. And, but, but when I could make money and not go to school, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> And uh, jumped in the mortgage business. Um, when and where did Mortgage Coach come about? Well, there's two parts of Mortgage Coach. You know, part one is when Mel, um, I, you know, before Mel, I only knew how to learn, learn new things was reading, which was a painful experience yep. for me. But Mel turned me on to audiobooks. Okay. And so, like, I came in the mortgage business and I could, like, listen to audiobooks and get smart. So I fell in love with education. Uh, I feel like I have a, you know, doctorate in selling between the books I've read the hard way and the audiobooks I've listened to. Uh, but I really built my mortgage practice around my advice makes a difference. You know, like that was my unique value prop. And I did come become very successful. I mean, I was at one time one of the top 50 loan officers in America. And I would get asked to speak on stages about how I did business. And this mortgage coach that wasn't a name, but this concept, you know, in, in the game I was playing as a mortgage professional, I want to meet with the family. I want to ask them two or three questions. And then I literally want them to say, like, wow, this dude is smart. And I never knew this. Like, like, wow. People don't know this. Mortgage Coach is a DBA. The company name is Wow Tools. Okay. So the company I founded is Wow Tools, Inc. And then the first product that I created was Mortgage Coach with uh, the whole concept of just wowing consumers with financial information 
and education, like turning education into a competitive advantage. So that was the seed that led to mortgage country. So by the way, I love how you humbly just like slid right in. By the way, I was a top producer, number like top 50 in the country. That like, I don't, do many people know that about you? I mean, like all the OG people yeah, in the industry, but yeah, no, like, like you're going back to like loan toolbox days, OG. Oh, I helped like, you know, started mortgage coach, had Tim Brahim on stage along with Barry Habib mm -hmm. and, and help them. I mean, they were already speaking on stages, but help them create platforms and, and, you know, help them with their first, you know, customers when they started out. So, so know those guys well. So so you were cranking out what 20, 30, 40, 50 units a month? I'm yeah, I mean the Savage team did a little over 300 loans a year and then I had a company that, you know, I ran and built that did probably I don't know if it was 3,000 or 5,000 loans a year, so Yeah, so, you know, so, so, so we, had, we had a, a yeah. good thing going. Yeah, so anyone tuning in, right? You started off as a 21-year-old who knew nothing. Correct. Right? You started off 21 years of age in college. Uh, impressed by some guy who rolled it up to a happy hour in his Mercedes, right? So when you speak about loan officers, about the future of this industry, you're not just some tech wizard who built this really cool wow toolbox for loan officers to use. Like, no, 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 by the way, by the way, I once was like a really big top producer. So I get you. I get you. I started at zero. I became this. Then you, you leaned into an end of mortgage coach, created mortgage coach. You had the mortgage coach community. You do amazing interviews yourself, typically always on Facebook, right? Your interviews? Yeah, well, I mean, our main hub is YouTube. So if you're a new loan officer, check out our Mortgage Coach YouTube channel. Uh, and then we have a Facebook group, Mortgage Coach Productivity Mastermind. So yeah, I use social media to create change. You know, like it became clear to grow Mortgage Coach. I had to help more loan officers see that, you know what, there's a better way than just quoting rates. Like borrower education, helping families build wealth with real estate helping families become more financially literate is the game. You know, that, that should be your goal as a loan officer. And if you do that well, you're going to kill it. Yeah. We preach you're all the time. Close a lot of business. A thousand percent. We, we, we preach and I hope people listen. I hope they, they write down notes. There's no such thing as a one size fits all mortgages. Mortgages must be tailor made to match your financial needs, wants and goals. I may have said that a couple times in my career because when I was originating, which I haven't originated in probably a solid two years, but possibly probably four years, you know, the team took over and then I pulled back and the team took over more. And then finally I just said to the team, Hey, it's yours. Like, I don't want this. But when I was originating and then when I'm coaching loan officers, you, you have to understand that there's no such thing as a one size fits all mortgage. So if you know that now, when you speak to the consumer, to that future home buyer, your conversation's different, right? Your Absolutely. conversation's about creating a, fi a financial plan that'll help them a buy the home because no one called you because they wanted a mortgage. No right. one wants a mortgage. No one says, Hey, I would love to go in debt for 30 years. That sounds awesome. No, right. they want a home and we're that buy, we're, we're the avenue or the vehicle to give them that home, but we can also change their life if we know what to say. Right? So that's why for the, the, the T loppers, that's what we call people who tune into the loan officer podcast frequently. They're T loppers for the T loppers. They hear me talk about, mortgage coach and Dan Rowich and Barry Habib and Zenix. And because these are all just places that I, as a practitioner have looked to, to make sure that I'm at the top of my game, that I think that they should look to to be on top of their game. Um, things that Dave Savage is passionate about. When, when you look forward to the 2030s, right? Here we are 2021, getting to go to 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, most of us are going to have to work for at least the next seven to 10 years. Right. And we're coming off a hell of a run. Like the past decade has been really awesome to the mortgage industry, but we don't want it to stop now. What are you prognosticating that as an originator, 
that someone's going to have to make sure that they are doing in order to not just survive, but thrive to to make it to 2030 and still be a, a viable option? Well, I'll give a, a big concept that I, I think everybody needs to embrace. And if you if you were a specialty retailer, there's an acronym that the ones who are very successful and killing it right now have been living by. And it's W-A-C-D. And write that down if you're listening yeah, to it. W-A-C-D. Okay. And, and if you were a specialty realtor, retailer, and you've executed well, you're growing, you're killing it. If you haven't, you're either already dead or you're dying or you're losing market share. And it stands for what Amazon can't do. So, so and it's a real acronym. I, I didn't make this up. You could Google it. Now, now, we're in housing, so I think we need to put a Z in it. W-A-Z-C-D. You know what Z stands for? Zillow. There you go. Yeah. So, so you know, if you're local and you're referral-based, you need to do things that they can't do and will never be able to do. And then the other thing is you need to do things that they can do. And, and so you got to think of technology. you got to think of social media. And then you got to think of leadership, being a great leader. You know, taking a mic, having the communication skills and the leadership skills to help people see things your way and do things your way. So, so I do think by 2027, actually, let's not even get to 2030, how a home is purchased and how a home is financed will be unrecognizable. Uh, you know, what the, the world that we live in today that I, I call the digital shift era that mm -hmm. we're living in today, it started in 2007. Do you know what happened in 2007? Yeah, I lived through it. That was the mortgage meltdown. Well, it was the mortgage meltdown, but it was also when Steve Jobs got on the stage and held this up for the first time. And that was the beginning of the digital shift era. And, and so today we live in this, it's a little chaotic. You know, families have a lot of platforms and a lot of logins. Loan officers, you're listening. How many different usernames and passwords do you have to do your job? So we live in this platform world, both consumers and professionals. And, and I think by 2027, it's going to be much more integrated. Loan officers, good news for you. You're going to have less logins. But you know what? So are families. And they're using artificial intelligence. They're leveraging big data. There's great interfaces that work on all devices. So everything that can be automated will be automated. And, and, and so when I say that, some people might be going, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, right. For is, a, me. is a robot going to take my job? Yeah. Well, hey, here's the deal. By 2027, you would be able to call in a phone number, be having a conversation with someone, and truly not be able to recognize whether it's man or machine. So I, you heard it here. I believe by 2027, that will not be uncommon. Uh, so, so now with all that said, if you're local, I also think like we're human beings, we're mm -hmm. people. And what do we like? We like other human beings. We like stories. We like local. You know, there's always going to be a group of people like me that want to buy local. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't go to Starbucks because I want to give my money to some small business owner. You know, I'm like when a small business owner comes into my local market, I'm, even if I don't like his stuff, I'll go there a little bit. I'll give him grace. And I don't think I'm alone. So I think as a local professional, you have the fact that you're local playing to your favor, but you know what you need to do? You need to WAC do your business. You need to create video. You need to be on social media. You need to be an advisor. Yes, That's the other thing, be like, an educator. Like if all you're doing is here's your rate, here's your payment, here's your cash to close, and I can close your loans in 10 days, that is not gonna win in 2027. 
you need to be someone that, you know what, I'm a cool human being. How much you care and how much people perceive that you care will be matter. And then how do you go from a, you know, three questions to clear strategies to build wealth with real estate? That is how you win. Uh, but I, it's happening now, you know, like, like loan officers that are mortgage coaches, loan officers that are loan advisors are crushing loan officers that don't, you know, I, like you see the number of teams that do over 500 loans a year. There's never been more and they're scaling fast, you know? So, so being a loan officer that's like part-time or not a total pro that's not using their CRM, they're not using mortgage coach. They're just going to keep losing market share. So I was going to ask you, I'm listening to you. I'm like, and I'm thinking if I was a younger professional or maybe I'm a professional with 15 years under my belt, but for the most part, I've been average. I haven't been above average or extraordinary. And, and I want to become that. I'm thinking how, Dave, how? Like, how do I prepare? What book should I listen to? What modern mortgage summit should I attend? Right? right like, right. I mean, like what, what should I be doing to prepare? Because maybe I don't have the proper direction. I need someone to point me in the right way. And then they can wind me up and let me go in that direction. Do you have a couple of like go-tos for how someone could gain the knowledge that they need to, to become the financial expert that, that you're saying that we all should be? Yeah. So first of all, I am going to, you know, drop some books and some resources, but at the end of the day, if you're new, it's, it's your habits, you know, like, do you have a habit of whether it's podcast, whether it's audiobook, whether it's reading, do you have a daily habit of consuming positive content? And to me, positive content means it's positive. It makes you feel good and it makes you better. Or do you have, you know, a habit of consuming a lot of mainstream media, a lot of negative content, a lot of things that make you feel bad, make you feel scared. And, and so my message is get, if you're new, get in the habit. And a lot of people will say 30 minutes of positive content a day is that thing. Me personally, I'm like an hour to two hours. Well, that's awesome you know? because John and I try to keep our podcast episodes to 25 to 30 minutes and we suck at it. Yeah. We're really good at doing like 40 to 45 minute episodes. Yeah. So I, I need people to believe they need an hour plus. So and, that and way I they, do too. I think it's an hour to two hours a day of, of personal development, positive content. Obviously this you're listening, watching this podcast is a place you should consume. Uh, the mortgage coach YouTube channel. I created it. Like if you believe what I believe that the loan officer is the most valuable advisor to a family and you want to hear interviews of loan officers in all parts of the country that do it differently, you should watch some YouTube, oh, some more. I, our I highly recommend it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I watch it. I tune in, and these are my friends, by the way. You know, yeah. like when you have Jasmine on, I'm like, oh yeah, Jasmine and Jasmine Jasmine's Atlanta. Awesome. They're my friends, right? Whether it's it's Andy Burton or whether it's Andy Zeman, I'm like, those are my friends. Like I remember meeting Jeremy Forcier. Oh my God, 10, 12 years ago, like. Back in the old school days, I think we might have been like a Todd Duncan event or something. And Jeremy was on stage and, um, you know, and you have Jeremy you on felt like all you the time. Yeah, yeah, no, Jeremy's a regular. Yeah. We got to, you know, put that and then audiobooks. You know, there's great audiobooks out there for new loan officers and new people in sales. While I've read every sales strategy book there is, my favorite, call it sales skill book, is The Challenger Sale. So I think it's... Wait, challenge your sale? The challenger sale. Oh, the challenger sale. Yeah, the challenger Wait. sale. Uh, I need to read that because I, oh. I, I have not. Well, 
if we have time, I'll yes. give you the book summary. Okay. But the first book that I, I try to get salespeople and really just good human beings to read is The Four Agreements. So I think that's the most important book I've ever read. I made sure my kids read it. I still read it yearly. Well, I listen to the audiobook. But The Four Re Agreements is, a, is just a, it's emotional intelligence. And remember what I said earlier, you got to do what Amazon and Zillow can't do. That's like have high emotional intelligence. Yes, they can't empathize. Care, yeah, care about people, connect with people, help people beyond the transaction. And the next decade is going to be golden for you. Uh, we talk about that a lot. Like people are messy. People are scared. People get excited. People want to laugh. People want to learn. And I don't know. I'm not. You're way more of a tech person than I'll ever be. But I don't know if you can get a robot, right, AI to be able to empathize. Right. You know, to be able to, to pick up that someone is actually really scared, you know, and this bravado that they're showing is actually a front. And I need to find a way to break through that because if I can break through that, then I can really help them because we are advisors at what we do. You're sharing with me a, a manifesto that you wrote for your modern mortgage summit, right? You've done two of those now, all yeah. virtually. Yeah. So we've done two virtual modern mortgage summits. Uh, we did the last one last week and we're getting ready to do the second modern real estate summit. Uh, in two weeks or two or three weeks, um, November 3rd. Will you ever do any of these live? I think so. Okay. Yeah, we're, I mean, I, I definitely, Todd and I, who co-created the event, are definitely um, planning to do one in 2023. Okay. But we are, you know, seeing if we can squeak one in and do a live event next year. Well, you're sharing with me the manifesto for the event. Can, can we dive in that a little bit? I'd love to. Yeah. Will you, um, for the audience, because... I've only read it twice. You wrote it, so you hopefully know it better than, than, than I can regurgitate. Give them an idea of what your manifesto is for anyone that is that is going to attend the event or has attended the event. They may have heard it if you attended the event, but if you're going to ever look into to go into the event, whether it's 2022 or 2023, what is what what, what is the belief system that's being infused into? So I'm going to try to give it to you guys. So if you are a family who wants to build wealth in real estate, you're not a mortgage or real estate professional, this is going to help you find the right mortgage and real estate professional. Because if they don't subscribe to the beliefs and thoughts that I'm going to share, then just know that there's better folks out there. You yes. know, like, like there's better folks. And for you that are new, getting started, if you think the way I'm going to describe it, it's not just my idea. It's me looking like 34% of loan officers that do over a hundred loans a year use mortgage coach. Like they're my people. I interview these people, so I know what they do. And and so here's here's the deal. So first of all, I believe that there is a financial literacy crisis in America. I don't think people get out of high school fiscally literate. I don't think they graduate from high school fiscally literate, myself included. Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of figures it out through the, you know, they get lucky and they get the right coach or they make mistakes and they- Hit I'm rock bottom eventually, again. yes. Yeah. But, you know, so if, if you believe that, and I do, uh, and I think it's also pretty evident when you look at most people have less, you know, when they get into retirement years, they have less than $100,000 in savings. But yet, when you look at how they use debt, car loans, credit cards, student loans, mortgages, they misconsumed hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest. So it's like they, because they didn't make the right mortgage decisions or the right liability decisions, they wasted more than they have in retirement years. So period. And, and we could go on. And and then like student loans, a lot of people don't know this, but I don't know if you know how many people have student loans, but there's 45 million people, people in America 
that have a student loan. Okay. That's a big number. That's like 13% of the American populace. And you got to think of the American populace, a third of them are under 18. Well, and think about it this way. How many people use mortgages to finance the American dream? 49 uh, million. So there's 49 million mortgages when there's 45 million wow. student loans. So I didn't know that. Yeah, no, nor did I. I was, I was this many years old or this many days yeah. old, whatever that saying is. Like, yeah. So, so and then here's another stat. According to the CFPB, of that 45 million, 27 million of those people with student loans actually qualify to have the payment reduced, their monthly payment reduced, or some of the loan or all the loan forgiven. Like right now, forget about the politics of this. I'm talking about like programs that are in place already. Today, already. They qualify to have their payment reduced or forgiveness. Not everybody, but 27 million. So not all 45,000. So, so that right there, like if a loan officer knows that and knows how to do the analysis or tell the consumer how to get the analysis, they can help maximize purchase power. So that's like, but, by the way, that's just one example. But of, that's changing lives. Yeah. Like, like you show someone how to, A, eliminate 10, 15, 20 grand of debt, just like, oh, bye-bye, there it goes. You're or you, Yeah, you show them how to lower the payment by 150 bucks a month. Like $150 a month, that's like tangible, real dollars for for most of the American populace. There's there's no doubt. And we, we at Mortgage Coach, we partnered with a company called Loan Sense. And we created integration. LoanSense does the analysis, the student loan analysis. And they also, like, once you go through the free analysis, you have a choice. Hey, you can take this analysis and go fix it. You know, go apply at the government agencies you need to, give the documentation to your lender, or you can pay $197 and they'll do it for you. So, so but what, where, my, where I'm going with that is I think mortgage professionals need to look at the family's goals. And instead of just go, what's the mortgage transaction? They got to need, need to look at the goals, long-term goals of the family, and then come up with a strategy. To what, what, so as you're sitting here talking, my brain's going a thousand miles an hour. What do you think about this thought? Most people don't need a financial advisor. Most people need a badass LO. They need, they, yeah, a, they, need, they need a mortgage coach. They need a, yeah, they, they need a mortgage coach. Or mortgage they, advisor, they whatever need, yeah, you want to call They it. need someone because like I think about my friends who are financial advisors, they honestly don't want to talk to you unless you have $100,000 that you can invest with them. Right. Right. So how many people in, in, in the United States have $100,000 saved up? Well, there's 20 million millionaires. You know, so, so there's Out 20, of 350 million people. Yeah. And get, check this out, mortgage folks. So there's 20 million millionaires. And when you look at the advisors to help those millionaires, they're basically CPAs. So about 650,000 CPAs in America. There's a little over 300,000 certified financial advisors. And there's over a million life insurance agents. So, so the 20 million millionaires in America, they're well-resourced. There's 2 million advisors. Call that the asset side of the balance sheet for America. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the liability side of America, there's only 150,000 loan officers. And really... There's only, well, we, at Mortgage Coach, we've got 13,000 mortgage coaches. So, so guys, there's a massive, like, remember what I said, W-A-C-D, your business, and that is be a liability advisor. Like, be, there's not enough of them. You know, there's 2 million people helping two, 20 million millionaires, but the, the 49 million families that need a mortgage for homeownership and the 45 million families that have student loans that, could be optimized. 
And then you look at auto loans and credit cards, there's like 34 trillion in total debt. And guys, there's only 150,000 loan officers. This and there's is only 13,000 mortgage coaches. I, I think I may have heard you say this once before, but it's today's resonating. Like today is when it's finally like sinking in. And this is why I, I preach all the time. Like you need to continue to go into certain conferences and listen to certain speakers because maybe you weren't ready to receive the message when you first heard it. Maybe you took the third or fourth time. Like today, I'm just now receiving this. And I promise you, I'm going to swipe and adapt the hell out of it. You said there's 2 million financial advisors that are all over 2 million, uh, over two million financial advisors. But those financial advisors really only want to talk to people who have over $100,000. Um, and there's, what do you say, 40 million millionaires? No, 20 no, million 20, millionaires. 20 million millionaires. And there's 2 million financial advisors that are- That are resourcing that, them. That, that, that are resourcing them. But there are only 150,000 mortgage loan originators that can serve a multitude. 49 or, million four, families. Four, 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 I, was, I was trying uh, to do, do that, that, that multiple in my, in, in my head. 34 trillion in debt. Yes. 18 trillion in home equity. Yeah. So, so do, do you know how to teach someone how to budget, how to save six months reserves, why they should be uh, maxing out their 401k or an IRA? Like this is all things that in my opinion, before you even start talking about stocks you want to buy or crypto you want to lean into as a, as a mortgage loan loan advisor, loan, loan originator, mortgage coach, et cetera, you should be having conversations where you just teach basics of, of budgeting. Go, go buy them the richest man in Babylon as a gift and say, I look forward to being your client, whether they want to listen to it on audio or whether they want to, they want to read it um, and show them, no, I'm different. I'm different because I care about you long-term, not just, hey, can I help you find the cheapest 30 year, rate, 30 year fixed rate mortgage? Absolutely, you know, yeah. give them a plan, you know, give them a mortgage plan that shows them how they're gonna optimize all of their debts to achieve their goals. You know, it's, it's really that simple, so. And, and I do believe that the mortgage industry can end the fiscal literacy crisis. Like that's the other thing. That's why I love your podcast. I love hearing your mission. Uh, you know, I love, like I interviewed Dan Keller last week and it was called Dan Keller's Mortgage Manifesto. So he kind of enhanced ours. Like, mm -hmm. hey, he read ours, he liked it. And he's like, here's some stats I use. Here's the Dan Keller way of doing it. And you know what? Dan Keller's a college level university professor and he's teaching financial literacy. And I, I push loan officers, anyone listening to this, get on virtual stages, create content, uh, look for opportunities to go volunteer at the local high schools, the local colleges. I, I just interviewed a mortgage coach um, in Charleston, North, South Carolina, and he was talking how he's a regular guest at the local university. And I'm like, guys, if you're a mortgage professional, you could have an amazing decade, getting back to that question, if you're an educator and if you're helping solve that fiscal literacy crisis. Most colleges have some form of a mentorship program. So yeah. my alma mater, University of Central Florida, is it's the second largest university in the US. So there's a, a big college of business and they're right down the road. So for the past three years, I sign up every year to mentor at least two students, Ooh, right? Love that. And I do it because I love it, right? It's my way of, 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 of giving back. It's my way of supporting my university, but it's also my way of, of shaping the future, right? Instead, you know, you know, how do you fill a bucket one drop at a time, right? right? Or how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Like, I understand that I can't go impact 10,000 people, but if I can impact three a semester or two a semester and they can share some of that knowledge with their friend group, then it's our way of giving back. And yes, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% on board with your mission 
of collectively, we in the mortgage industry can circle the wagons and, and positively impact and be, be the change the country needs one borrower at a time, one homeowner at a time. Um, how about this, Dave? Parting shots. One of my like underlying themes of this podcast, it's everything you should, should have learned in high school but didn't because it wasn't taught. And we talked a lot about financial literacy. Was there anything that, that we didn't touch on that, that you feel like it's imperative that the audience hears your take on things that you wish were taught in high school? Maybe that weren't taught to you or it was taught to you, but it went, you know, went in one ear out, out the other. Well, I'll, I'll share a little quick story and then a message that I, I live by now. And I learned about, I don't know, five, six years ago. So, so I, I learned this lesson. Actually, my son is a, you know, college level lacrosse player he's a badass by the way yeah he plays at syracuse i mean if you play at syracuse you're a badass i'm gonna say it i won't i won't make you say it but uh there's like four schools right notre dame johns hopkins syracuse and then and yeah well there's others but yeah but okay so all right go ahead go ahead he plays for a top school (laughs) but but it was um his eighth grade year and it was the summer between eighth grade and uh freshman and uh one of his coaches, his name is Brendan Fowler. So I got this quote from Brendan. Uh, he was having dinner at our house. He was in town and he was coaching and he stayed the night at our house and we were talking afterwards. And I was, uh, Jack was over here. I was right here. And I was asking him for advice because I had always been a, either an assistant coach or a coach for my son in sports. And I said, hey, he's going to college, you know, he's going to high school next year and varsity and, you know, dad. Yeah. You know, I didn't play lacrosse, you know, what, what advice do you have for me in terms of how I support Jack on game day? So okay. I asked him on game day, because uh, it used to be, we'd be driving to the game and we'd be talking game and I'd, you know, be giving him coaching the pep advice. Talk. Yeah, of course. And I, I'll never forget this, but he said, you know what? Jack works so hard and he's going to have a coach that's his coach and you're his dad. And he goes, the only thing he needs to hear from you on game day is have fun, play loose. And I was just like, not what I expected to hear, but I was like, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. And I wrote it down, but that's the only advice I ever gave to my son on game day. You know, like we'd be driving, I would never be like, hey, ground balls, hustle. You know, there was no skill training, no pressure for him. There was just like, dude, have fun, play, play loose. And, and so that is how we rolled. Now in our family, it's become not a joke because we all love it. But like before I'm going to a big meeting, he's like, dad, have fun playlists. And and so first of all, that's advice I wish I would have got like a long time ago. Because sometimes we get too serious. We're not having fun enough. Get wound up. We're uptight. not playing loose yes. enough. Like, yeah. now, now, for all you new loan officers out there, in order for that to work for you, you got to practice hard. You do got to like, but like if you practice hard, you work hard, you do an hour, two hours of self-development. That's all the advice you need when you go into a big meeting. You know, you're, you've done the work. Now have fun, play loose, and you'll kill it. Uh, so, so that's advice I have for new loan officers. That's advice, you know, like every time I get on a stage, I like have fun, play loose. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little, a little thought we're sharing. Awesome. Dave, um, I'm going to go ahead and probably wrap up the show, right? But – I'm so grateful. Like this, one of my favorite episodes, like we're 170, we have a catalog of 170 episodes and 
This is one that I look forward to going back and watching, which I don't do often because I'm still in that mode that I'm like, oh, I don't like to listen to myself talk. Like, oh, that's my voice. Or I start critiquing all the ums. I have Renee Rodriguez in my background, like clutch oh, yeah. word, clutch word. Yeah, if you heard, I don't know how many filler words I use, but uh, yeah, right? I'm sure there's a few. There, there are a few. Few too many. If people want to get a hold of you, obviously mortgagecoach.com, right? If that's, that's the product themselves. What's, what's the, is there an easy way to connect with you? Well, the places I invest the most time and energy in just creating value with social media, and that's the other advice I'd give to anyone you know, on this call that's doing social media. Uh, I mean, if you're doing it for business purposes to make money, just create value, uh, create fiscal literacy advice. I try to add value daily on LinkedIn. So follow me on LinkedIn and I put a post up there every business day that if you're a loan officer or you're a leader of loan officers and you want them to be advisors, then I'm... I'm sharing stories. I'm sharing tidbits that have value. I mean, our YouTube channel has been, you know, 12 years of passion and there's never been a week go by where we didn't put up one or two interviews. So if, if you want to just hear interviews with top producers, Mortgage Coach YouTube, and then we've got a Facebook group. And it's, you know, if you're in the mortgage business uh, and you want to learn from people that have the values that I just talked about, engage there. Awesome. He's Dave Savage. I'm Dustin Owen. If this is your first time tuning in to the Loan Officer Podcast, because maybe you saw Dave was going to be a guest, you're like, wait a minute, I got to check that out. I like that guy. We can be found on just about every social media platform not named Pinterest. So that's Instagram, that's uh, Facebook, that's LinkedIn, that's TikTok even. Um, haven't gotten really I'm good at TikTok, TikTok yet. We're, we're trying to. We're trying to. It's a, it's a love-hate relationship with John and I. Like I love to ask him to post on TikTok. He hates posting on TikTok, but eventually we'll get there. Um, you can view this on YouTube, right? At the Loan Officer Podcast. That's our channel. We'd love to see you subscribe. I love YouTube because you can also comment, yeah. right? So I, we love to read the comments. We love to respond to the comments. We love your suggestions. Like some of the best episodes we have is because the audience has reached out and said, hey, can you do a show on X? Uh, we also have a website that we're launching. So stay, stay tuned. It's tloponline.com, T-L-O-P online.com. Basically, it's where when guests ask us to do an episode, if I don't feel like it's content worthy to do an entire 30 minute or 40 minute episode, what we're trying to do is now create content that maybe is only two or three minutes long that can maybe feel, fill that particular void. So uh, it'll be up here in the next week or two. So stay tuned. And then obviously Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, basically anywhere you can find audio. But he's Dave Savage. I'm Dustin Owen. You have tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. We will catch you in the next episode. Take care, y'all.